UFO Party Inspired Podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Erin. And today we have Season 3, Episode 24, Talitha Kumi. Good enough. Sounds like a Sims name. <laughs> um, it does. And this is the season finale. Yay! Hooray! Except for like, kind, like, yes, yay, but also I'm like kind of like sad, like... It's going by so fast. It is, but I mean, we still season have a lot. Four is so <laughs> good. We still have a lot to go, we do. but it feels like it's going by really fast. But that's a good thing. It Time is. flies when you're having fun. That is what Especially they say. Especially with aliens. Yes. Um, that's the whole quote. They just kind <laughs> of amend it to "Time flies when you're having fun." Yeah. Um. How are you? I'm okay. Cool. Um. I, it was really, really, really nice, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to go to, like, my family's lake house that I... Lake house, that sounds so fancy. <laughs> it's a cabin, but Dylan was making fun of me because in Maine, they call most cabins camps. It, But, like... What? Like, I don't know. Like, he has, like, a little cabin his family has in Maine, and they... Like, he'll be like, we're going up to camp. But normally camp means that there's, like, no running water, no electricity. Like, (laughs) it's like you're basically camping, but within four walls. You know, like, there's now house and stuff. Like, that's camp. So then I kept saying cabin, and Dylan kept being like, no, like, it's it's camp, it's camp. And then we got up there, and he was like, oh, no, this is basically just a lake house. And I was like, I... It's a cabin. I told you it was a cabin. Yeah. I was like, we used to have an outhouse. We still technically do have an outhouse, but I'm like, we have a bathroom now. I don't know. He's like, you have a bathroom, so now it's a lake house. I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah, but yeah I hadn't gone up in years, honestly, and it was like really um, relaxing and just kind of like was nice that like as soon as I got there, it was just like everything still was exactly the same as I remember it. And I just like had a really good time. I woke up every morning and like jumped in the lake and like I read an entire book, a really sad book, but it was really good. It's called (laughs) Betty. Would not recommend if you are, uh, well, I don't know. It was like the most amazing book I've read in a while, but it's also horribly sad like trigger warning incest sexual assault boy trigger warning like animal abuse like it was horribly sad that's a lot and i got like halfway through it and i was like it can't possibly get any sadder right like nothing bad can (laughs) happen to because it's like a memoir like she like wrote like her grandmother's story that her grandmother was telling her of her life so it's like it's like not a memoir but it's like a biography i guess because it's someone else yeah so of her grandma and i just kept being like this poor lady like her life can't (laughs) get any worse right and then i just kept being like oh my god it's getting worse but it was really beautifully written so i read the whole thing and i just hung out and i also um got to talk to my aunt who knows a lot about Lyme disease because my cousin had chronic Lyme and like referred me to specialists that actually won't tell me that I'm crazy. So I'm that's nice hopeful about that. Yeah, because I am still in a lot of pain and still extremely fatigued all of the fucking time. 
and I would like some answers. And she was like, literally, the antibiotic that they put you on, that's not, like, she was like, it's really effective if you get diagnosed and treated right away. Yeah. Then it, like, almost always, like, solves the problem. But she's like, if you've had it for this long, like, it's not going to do anything. And it's no wonder that you are still feeling this way because technically they didn't treat the problem. Right. And I'm like, of course. Great. Yep. It's so, always too much to ask of our doctors, right? Yeah. I mean, I just like, I kind of like when my doctor just calls me probably crazy and is like, are you sure you're not just depressed? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I am depressed. It's because my body doesn't work. Thank you. You mean you didn't get the, you didn't get bitten by a depressed bug? I, I might have. Oh, no. That's actually a nickname for the tick. <laughs> the depression bug. Yay. But yeah, so, you know, some really good things happened, which is uh, which is nice. We need one of those every once in a while. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, the opposite. Stressy. So I won't crush anything. Well, Julia's back in school and she is... Killing it. No. Killing it as in like dying. She killing is myself. Dying, but <laughs> we love her and we're very proud of her. No. That's all. I me and Porter know. are so proud. As Porter beats me up at almost every morning. Yeah, because he says, Get up, mom. You gotta go <laughs> get that degree, make that money. I do have a photo shoot tomorrow. Mm. And I have a wedding, I think next weekend. Nice. After my birthday, like literally the day or two after my birthday, which was great. Cool. So relaxing. Didn't this happen last year too? Um, I was supposed to have one, but they canceled because of COVID. Oh, okay. And I'm going to wear a mask. I can almost guarantee that no one else in the party will wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so I love the thought of being up in people's faces that I don't know. But it should be. A good little chunk of money for me, so why not? Because I don't have a job right now. <laughs> Yay. And the thought of getting a job on top of all the school stress that I have uh, seems impossible, but that's not an option. Yeah. So, uh, struggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, Should yeah. we get into the other struggle bus of the people in this episode? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, we start off in Arlington, Virginia, at like a little Burger King. It's not really Burger King, but it's like a burgy place, you know? It's the most 90s fast food restaurant ever. Yeah. The whole thing just screams the 90s. Like, it's so good. I love it. (laughs) Um, But we are like kind of focused on this man who is just like kind of talking a little loudly and... yeah. Being He's like half talking to himself, half talking to the people around him. Yeah. Like kind of like yelling. Yeah. Being like, I'm not stupid. I, why did he say that? And then he just all of a sudden like pulls out a gun and is yelling at everyone to get down and listen at him, which is great. Yeah. Um, Less the kids go. Well, they try. <laughs> um, but, you know, really doesn't want anyone else to move or do anything and just like really pleading that people listen to him while he has a gun up in the air pointed at people. And then this mystery man kind of comes up and he's just like, you're not going to do anything and like holds his hands all gently. He's like, no, 
Like, you don't want to hurt these people. Yeah. Nobody said you're stupid. We love you. Yeah. We love you, my my friend, my brand new friend. But he is talking in, like, a very, like, monotone, like... Soft voice. Very, like, hypnotic way. Um, And then... It's, like, working almost. Oh, yeah. It's working. Like, the guy starts to put the gun down, and then as soon as he puts the gun down, he notices that people start moving and leaving, trying to flee. And the cops are outside. And the cops are outside. So then he just starts shooting. Um, And it looks like he shoots, like, probably, like, four people, right? Yeah. Um, Like, all smack dab in the chest, I think. Right. Or abdomen, And then he's shot by... A cop from like a sniper outside yeah. through the window, um, and then he's laying down. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna die! <laughs> oh no, oh no!" And this three man's like, "You're not gonna die. No like, one's gonna nobody's die. Nobody's gonna die." And j- we have this great, great effect. Jesus Christ <laughs> moment where he just touches his shirt and all the blood disappears, and he's magically healed. And yeah, no one died, and then he just disappeared. Yep. Well, he healed everyone else too, thankfully. Yeah. And then yeah. he disappeared. Um, so Mulder and Scully arrive on the scene and they're like, What do you guys need? Like, what's going on? Can you fill me in? And the EMTs are like, I don't know. Like, we got here expecting like a massacre because they said that there were multiple shots and yet everyone is fine. So yeah. I don't know. They're like, what are you, what? <laughs> that would have been so confusing. Right? Um, <laughs> I guess you would just assume that the guys are really, really bad aim, but um, Scully talks to someone, a man, one of the men that was shot, and he says that he was healed by an old man. He's like, I can't explain it, but I swear I was shot. I was on the ground, and like I couldn't find, I couldn't feel like my arms and legs. And then all of a sudden this old man was over me and he (laughs) touched my abdomen and I could feel my arms and legs again and I'm fine. So that's like the creepiest sentence I think you could tell someone. I know. Right. Um, But yeah, because I mean, he has proof there's like a bullet hole in his shirt, but (laughs) there's nothing on his belly. That's it. Yeah. No blood on his plain white tee. (laughs) Plain white tee. Um. (laughs) Also, we do get a glimpse when they're pulling up to the restaurant. The restaurant is called Brother K's, um, which we can get into more later. But uh, a lot of this episode is influenced by a chapter in Doskovsky's book. Uh, which book was it? <laughs> Dus Dusk- Nope. See, I overthought it. Scouts. Nope. Now I can't say it. Dusk. Dusk. Dostoevsky. We all know who I'm talking about, right? Very famous. Um, <laughs> we we're struggling. Uh, it was so. This episode was influenced by the book uh, "The Great Inquisitor." That's probably not how you say that word either. Oh, it's a poem. Uh, inside of the book called "The Brothers Karamazov," which is probably not how you say that either. But, Dang. who we knows? Need to learn more Russian. Yes, I'm sorry. I did not brush up on my Russian before this episode, but um, I love this. <laughs> but yeah. 
So we can get into that more now, or more, <laughs> more right now. We can get into it more later. Just keep that in mind, because it does come into play in multiple parts of this episode. Oh, my jaw just popped. Ew, that Ooh. was gross. Ooh, my PT put my knees back in place today. That was nasty. Ew, gross. Yeah, they kind of hurt. <laughs> so after we leave the 90s brothers K, Brother K's, um, we go to a cute little lake house. We're in Rhode Island. We're in Rhode Island. Yay. We're in Quantock. What? Quantock. Don't know how to say that. Quantocot. Mm-hmm. No. That's all you. I think it's Quantock. It's the Quantico of Rhode Island. Yes. <laughs> Quantocatog. Quantocatog. Is that a real place? It is a real place. Okay. It's it's like in uh like Washington area. So like Washington County. Don't know where that is. It's like basically not even a real town. It's just basically a part of Charlestown. Oh, okay. So it's over near the beaches. Okay. That makes more sense. I have can't say I've ever been well, I probably have been because when I looked it up to find out exactly where it was uh, on Wikipedia, it says that Blue Shutters Beach is there, and that's one of my favorite beaches in Charlestown. So, um, over near like Ninigrit State Park. So, All things that I know how to point out on a map, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the site of an iron mining operation financed by Thomas Edison in the 1880s. Wow. I don't think it was the Thomas Edison. It was Thomas A. Edison. Oh, so But, no. I mean. Well, he must have had a lot of trouble. Well, or people would have been like, wow, you're really cool. But it didn't work because cheaper iron was later discovered. Wow. All right. Anyways, um, so that <laughs> is not important, but we are excited because we're in Rhode Island. Hello. And we're so with cute. Mulder's mama. Yes, Miss Tina Mulder, but she is meeting with Cigarette Smoking Man. Which is suspicious. But also, as people that have already watched the series, I think it's fun because then it's like things start getting really confusing, but also like coming together. Yeah. And it's like such a nice peak in the like character development line. That that is why I'm really excited for. Season four, because I think they're finally trying. It like starts going. I feel like season one, they were like, we don't think we're going to get renewed. So we're just going to do some like crazy shit. Yeah. And then season two, they were like, hmm, okay, people are actually liking this. Uh, Let's throw some things that we can come back to later. But they had no like actual plan of like what the future looked like for X-Files. Like season three, like we're finally like. We have some ideas. Like, the yeah. ball is rolling, and I feel like season four, like, you really start yeah. to, like... It's so like exciting. you as, like, a viewer finally have enough information to, like, start pe- putting pieces together and, like, theorizing about what could happen and, like, what's going to happen next. And, you know, you can have your own, like, opinions about, like, ooh, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Whereas season three, I feel like you don't have enough information yet to even actually form that like they haven't given you enough right so season four is gonna be really cool but yeah 
Like, we have insight, so it's easier for us, but people watching the first time. Right. It's definitely... But, yeah. Ooh, what is this? Right. It can get really confusing. Um, But she's meeting with Cigarette Smoking Man, and they're talking about water skiing, and he (laughs) has to bring up how he was better than Bill Mulder at water skiing, and a lot of other things. You want to know a fun fact? Now or later? Uh, now. Okay, so, um, the actor that plays Cigarette Smoking Man, wow, where is it? Um, fucked the actress. No. <laughs> he claims he was a better water skier than her husband, William Mulder, um, because he is indeed a former national champion water skier. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. It's just like imagining that man. I mean, I just imagined him on like in like a trench coat. Right. And a cigarette hanging out of his mouth on jet skis. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's pretty fun. <laughs> Someone draw that up. Please. Yeah. That can be our Halloween merch this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And so then she's basically just like, why did you, like, why are you actually here? Like, we're not talking about water skiing. Um, and they start arguing. And then someone is taking pictures of them as they argue from the distance. I love when they film it like this. Yeah. It's like so nice looking. Um, so we don't know what's going on there, but they're definitely angry. Yeah. I think the only things that we can pick out is she's like, I've literally repressed everything to do with you. So like, please fuck off. Get away from me. Yeah. Um, And he's like, well, that's funny because I've come to ask you about something that you should remember. And that's all the clues that we get. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we skip to uh, Jeremiah Smith, who we find out. um, That's the mystery man. That he's the man that revived everyone. Um, And then... Skinner shortly afterwards calls Mulder to let him know that his mother is in the hospital after having a stroke. Yeah. And Mulder's like, what? Like, where is she? And (laughs) Skinner's like, he's in, (laughs) she's in Quantog. Yeah, he's like having a hard time saying it on the show. Quantog. And Mulder's just like, he's like, yeah, that place, go. Yeah. A small coastal town in Rhode Island. Um, so we go. To the hospital. Yep. yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> she's not doing good, but poor, poor Mulder. She's oh. doing a lot better than other people that have strokes. That's true. Yep. But she is able to perfectly write out the word palm on yes. a piece of paper. Yes. And she gives it to Mulder, which Mulder then takes as a sign that this is somehow connected to Jeremiah Smith. He is taking a giant leap with this. Yeah. Have you seen that meme with the two people shaking? Um, and in the middle it goes, oh, that's a big stretch. And uh, then on one side it says something I tell my cat every time he stretches. Yes. <laughs> then the other something says, you can say to your conservative relatives yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, that's all I can think about, uh, which is stupid. but I love it. It's, it's a leap. It's a fucking leap. A leap and a jump. Um, and Scully makes sure to tell him that she thinks that it's a fucking leap. Yeah. 
Back at the lab, they review a tape of Smith being interviewed. Um, Because Mulder's like, I want to learn more about this person. Like, whatever. Um, But midway through the interview, he like, the tape almost looks like it cuts out for a second. Yeah. And then he is like all of a sudden facing the other way and it is like a different person. So that's really confusing for everyone. I mean, um, but we know what that means. Yes. Anytime there's shape shifting, obviously we're in the middle of an Animorphs book. Right. Yes. So that is the big plot twist about <laughs> season four. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, this is where the lizard people conspiracy theory comes from. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we are like, hmm, this Jeremiah Smith, I think he has more going on than we know. But Cigarette Smoking Man, unfortunately, goes to his work where he's working at the Social Security Administration and takes him away to a high security prison. Oh, on um, vacation? On a little vacation, Yeah. Yeah. Very Strap nice. down to a chair. He's going to Quinacotac. <laughs> the Quantico of Rhode Island, for the Quantico sure. Quantico of Rhode Island. <laughs> which just means he's in the ACI. <laughs> um, and so then Mulder goes to the cabin. His lake house, probably, is what you would call it. It's not yes. a camp. No, definitely not, not a camp. Not a camp. Um, it's not camp either. No. It's just straightforward house he meets x there who told told Mulder that cigarette smoking man was with his mother and that he saw them and took pictures and he shows Mulder the pictures and Mulder's like i just don't understand like my mom like i don't know why my mom was here because after his parents divorced his mom said that she would never step foot in rhode island ever again just kidding. She said just the, <laughs> just the summer home specifically, but um, Rhode Island's small enough. It's okay. Yeah, the whole state is just completely banned. Um, <laughs> so Mulder is like, "What's going on here? Like, did like like what did cigarette smoking man say to my mother to get him to?" To get her to show up here because she wouldn't normally go. Um, meanwhile, uh, Scully meets with someone who appears as Smith, Jeremiah Smith, although we know that he is in prison currently. Um, but this lookalike turns himself in. And he says that he has no memory of the shooting at all. The first memory that he has is the next day when he goes to work. So yep. they're like, what Convenient. the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so this is very confusing, but they like don't, I mean like they, they can't really, they don't have anything against him. He didn't do anything wrong. If anything, I mean, he saved like countless lives. So it's like kind of hard to be mad about that. Yeah. Um, but either way, they're like, this is really confusing. And then back at the summer home, Mulder has a realization that because of the stroke, (laughs) his mom was probably trying to spell lamp, not palm. Which, again, seems like a big fucking reach. Yep. So what does he do? 
destroys the whole cabin. Yes. Um, Which, it was just last episode that Scully did that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I think these two need to Very destructive. Yeah, they need to go to, like, those places where you just knock shit with baseball bats. That would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. We would both die, probably. (laughs) We'd throw all of our bodies out. Yeah. But I think it would be fun. I love it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, first he's just, like, taking apart the lamp. And then he decides he's going to smash them into the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he destroys at least half of them in there. Yeah. But then finally, he notices something looks like it could turn and be disassembled. Um, and it's one of those little needles that you can kill aliens with. Yeah, the stiletto. Yeah. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So, is that what Mulder's mom wanted? Or was she hiding it? Mm. Who knows? We'll find out after a pee break. A short break. A short break. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, hello, we're back. Hello. Where were we? Um, Rhode we Island. We're in Rhode Island. Um, Smashing shit. Where Mulder finds the stiletto. And then we go to Cigarette Smoking Man, who's talking to the real Smith in prison. Um... And basically, Cigarette Smoking Man is really angry and not <laughs> happy um, because he believes, and also Smith is telling him that he basically is, like, putting his own, like, morals and, um, like, interests in front of the syndicates. Yeah. Um, and he, like, no longer wants to just use his gifts for the syndicate. And Cigarette Smoking Man obviously does not like this idea. Um, so much so that he's like, I'm going to kill you. But um, he, yeah, I mean, so Smith basically, like, is like, I just don't, I don't care. Like, I can be using my power for good, and I'm not going to help you anymore. He literally gives Cigarette Smoking Man the biggest eye roll I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah. He definitely has, like, a dude about him. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, if he's been working closely with the syndicate, he knows what they're capable of. Yeah. And he probably knows that they're not going to let him get away with this, but he's like... Well, whatever, but I'm not going to help you either. Like, you know. um, No one wins if I'm dead. Right. And, like, I think he kind of is just laughing because he's like, bitch, you need me. Yeah. Um, But Muller goes to Skinner because now that he knows that Skinner, that uh, cigarette smoking man was talking to his mom, he, like, wants to find out who he is and confront him. But Skinner's like, I don't know how to get in touch with him. I don't know his real name. Like these guys don't have real names. Like you're not understanding where this, like how this works. Um, and so he says that he doesn't know how to get in contact with cigarette smoking man. Um, but Mulder's like Jeremiah Smith knows him. And he's like, I think this is all related. Um, so he goes to the Social Sec- Social Security Administration to meet with Jeremiah Smith, who's there. But 
he goes with them and then ends up running and basically shape-shifting, but they don't know that, but he disappears. Um, and also they don't know, of course, that this is not the real Jeremiah Smith. Um, so he ends up disappearing. And then we go back to where Cigarette Smoking Man is interrogating him. Um, and he's just kind of fucking with Cigarette Smoking Man, which I really like. (laughs) He, like, shapeshifts into Bill Mulder and then into Deep Throat to, like, fuck with him and be like, yeah, look at what you did to all these people and I'm also going to kill you. Um, so that's pretty interesting. And then when that, like, definitely causes a reaction, but not to the point that he wants it, yeah. he tells Cigarette Smoking Man that he's dying of lung cancer, which Cigarette Smoking Man's like, no, I'm not. Like, you're just making this up. How could I, a person that smokes <laughs> 7,000 cigarettes a day, be dying of lung cancer? Literally known for how much I smoke. I just don't even know. Um, you're just lying. And he's like, mm, I don't think I am, but <laughs> I think out. he might need me. Um, so that is a very interesting turn of events. And I think that Cigarette Smoking Man decides that he does need Smith because when the bounty hunter goes to kill Smith in his cell, he is gone. Yeah. Um, very interesting. And then we have a very cute moment with Mulder and his mom. And Mulder so starts sad. crying. Yeah. And he's just like freaking out. And he's told by the doctor that they don't know. They don't want to make any promises, but they, they don't know how much she will actually recover. Yeah. Um, and she's still in, she seems almost in worse shape. I think maybe she's getting like just tired, but. Um, she's not doing good. Yeah. And. Definitely not writing on no notepads anytime soon. No. <laughs> That's all you got. Four letters. Figure it out. Um, you want to scramble them for every word that she needs. Right. <laughs> and then Mulder leaves the hospital room for a second and sees that Cigarette Smoking Man is there. So he starts <gasps> freaking out on him. Yeah. And is like. <laughs> don't even know how to describe how funny the scene is it's so good um like it's not supposed to be funny for sure i think it's but supposed it to be a little bit funny like this line because Mulder is like do you want this do you want that smoke or do you want this smoke he just rips it out of his and fucking like, mouth literally like points a gun at him and it's like and cigarette smoking man's like so i have a choice like i'm gonna <laughs> pick my cigarette not your gun um, and he just starts freaking out. He's like, you like did something to my mom. Like, why would she ever meet you? Blah, blah, blah. And cigarette smoking man's like, I have known your mom since before you were born, Mulder. And she actually wrote to me. So I know your mom longer than you have. You don't even, she's basically my mom. Ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> And Cigarette Smoking Man says that she actually wrote to him and asked to meet because she was thinking that maybe he had information about Samantha. Um, it's like, we don't know if this is true no. at all. But it definitely seems like a 
Well, I didn't reach out to her. She reached out to me. Why are you mad at me? Why yeah. are you beating your mom up? <laughs> like, um, yeah. And he also says that like the only reason that he's at the hospital is just to check on her because he's trying to say he cares. Of course, I care about Miss Mulder. I love her. Um, yeah. and so he goes up to the nurse and is like asking questions and whatever. That and nurse is so sus the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mulder was literally, like, choking him out. So Hot. she's probably like, um, should I intervene? That guy kind of looks like an asshole. I'll probably just <laughs> let it happen. He's in a hospital. What? What's the worst that could happen? It's fine. Um, And then we go to Scully in her cute little glasses doing research. You mean the ones that they share? Yep. <laughs> she has the glasses today. Yeah. Um, and she's going through the Social Security Administration database and finds that there are multiple Jeremiah Smiths. There's like same, five of them. Yeah, same man, same year, look exactly the same, and they're scattered in Social Security Administrations throughout the com- country. Which is crazy. It's, what, quintuplets? Maybe. It started in that movie, Quints. They're quintuplets that are all named the same exact thing? Yeah, their um, alien parents were not very creative. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. Jeremiah Smith, number one. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Jeremiah Smith, number two. Get over here. Yeah, the full name. Yes. (laughs) Um... So she is like, oh, I got to tell Mulder about this. Um, But Mulder is in the parking lot and he gets into a real big fight with X because X comes by and is like, give me this stiletto. And he's like, no, I know you want it, but I don't have it. Well, he's like, I have it and (laughs) you're going to have to fight me for it. So they do. Um, It's like they play, they constantly play like Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, here's a quest. You have to beat this monster to get this thing. To I move can't. on. <laughs> I hate that, Julia. Why? It's horrible. It's true. Um, Why do you think there's an X Files board game? Right. It's secretly just Dungeons. Wow. Why can I not Dungeons say that? and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even drank. Good job. I did smoke a lot today. Oh, good. So I was not in a good mood. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, like, end up both, like, pointing guns at each other, but I think Mulder must win, right? I don't know, because they both just, like, look really weird and, like, walking backwards. Yeah. Like, doing that western thing. (laughs) But in, like, a busy parking garage? Right. I'm guessing still in Rhode Island. So They're at the Providence Place Mall. Yeah, honestly. Um, (laughs) The only parking garage in Rhode Island, basically. Uh, except for the dunk, which is right next door. But Scully is in wherever she's staying in Rhode Island, and she has a knock on the door and is confronted by Smith, who is like, let me in. And she's like, "Uh, I'm a little suspicious of you, but okay. And he says that he has information about Mulder's sister and... She's like, I just talked to you and you said that you didn't know anything. He's like, 
we've never talked before. (laughs) And the guy that you spoke to before is an imposter. Dun, dun. Um, So then they go to, well, Mulder calls Scully and she's like, you better meet us. So they go down I-95, which is a real highway, to (laughs) Bond Mill Road, which is not a real road. Um, They're just going to make up a fake highway. (laughs) Yeah. A fake big-ass interstate that reaches from Maine to Florida. Yes. Just fake. But Bond Mill Road, not real. No, that's the real one. Um, And... They meet up, so Mulder talks to the real Jeremiah Smith, um, and he's like, how do I know, you know, how do I know that you're the real one? And then decides that he wants to take him to see his mother so that he can heal her. Yeah. Um, Because if he's the real Jeremiah Smith, he could heal her. But then as soon as they come up with that, guess who comes over? Potato head. He looks like a damn bullfrog. He does. Ribbit. (laughs) Yeah, it's the bounty hunter. Yeah, if you couldn't put two and two together. Bounty hunter, bullfrog. And we don't know what's happening. (gasps) Someone also draw that. Okay. That'd be adorable. Can we get frog tattoos? Yeah. You love frogs. Cute. Um, Um, And then that's actually it. We end there. To be continued. Super cliffhanger. And here we go. I would season hate to four. watch. I mean, wait, like, this whole season I know. after that. I know. Crazy, right? Can yeah. you imagine there was a time that we waited for, like, actual seasons of shows? I mean, we still do. Yeah. I just wait, and then I watch them all at once, though. So. Yeah. I mean, there are legitimately three seasons of... Some show in the 90-day universe all going on at the same time. So we have Sunday, Mondays, and uh, Fridays taken. And it's real annoying. I'm getting real tired of that damn show. It's too dramatic. It stresses me out. But I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we'll meet back here for the start of season four. Who knows? It's going to be a wild ride. Do you have anything fun? Um, just really about the, uh, the brothers Karamazov. Okay. Um, so like I said, that was like, just, that's like the title of the restaurant. Um, and it basically is the whole like point of this poem is about, um, he's questioning the possibility of a personal and benevolent God to his brother. So he's just, who knows? Existential dread. Yes, yeah. basically. Um, and also the theme, so this was uh, like when Carter was writing this, the theme of this entire episode was supposed to be about loyalty and specifically like seeing what would happen when Mulder is forced to pick between the X-Files and his, like, like basically like the X-Files and finding his sister versus everyone that he cares about, like Scully and his mom. Yeah. 
and to see which one he would choose. He better pick Scully and Mom. They're um, real. His sister's not. His sister made up. Right. <laughs> and also, um, but, like, that's also why they, like, are so dramatic about Jeremiah Smith, because, like, even Cigarette Smoking Man needs to see how loyal he is to the syndicate. Because by letting Jeremiah Smith heal him, he needs to let him go. And that is not loyal to the syndicate. Yeah. So, and that's going to, like, ultimately be a problem. Yeah. But, so it's like, is Cigarette Smoking Man more driven by the fact that, like, the most important thing is the syndicate? Or is the most important thing him being healed from lung cancer? So we'll see. Yeah, he is definitely a self-serving. Yes. Ding dong. I couldn't find a word to say. He's a <laughs> dork. He's a big ass dork. Um. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's it. all I got. Yeah. So next week. Next week. Or I guess next episode, whenever we decide to do it. Are we gonna take a break? Probably not. Oh yeah, we uh. I don't think we need to. I no. don't know. No. Okay, so next week's episode, big old season four, episode one. Um, it's called Heronvolk. Hopefully. Probably not. <laughs> um, so this is part two, obviously. Um, pursued by an alien bounty hunter, Jeremiah Smith takes Mulder to a farm where he finds several girls who are clones of his sister. Ooh. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. All right. So... You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at UFO Party Pod. And you can get access. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, to our Patreon episodes for as little as $3 a month, which is super fun. We're back up to 10 Yay! But if you could push it over 10 that would be fan-freaking-tastic. Hell yeah. Um, and let us know what you want to hear, because we yeah. are We have some things for- in the works. Yes. But obviously we would prefer to do things that you guys actually want to listen to and feel like you're getting your money's worth out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can buy merch. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I have time and feel up to it, we'll do a Halloween exclusive or I'll Yay. just bring back the old one because we only sold three. We should do like a <laughs> pre-order of it this time. I don't know how to do that. I don't either. <laughs> Um, but we'll figure it out and we'll see you next week. All right. And stay safe. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.